This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit walkwiththeking.org forward slash donate. Thank you for listening. All right, thank you very much. And hello again, dear radio friends. How in the world are you? You doing all right today? Yes, this is your friend, Dr. Cook, and I'm glad to be back with you. I look forward, believe me, I look forward to these times when we can share from the Word of God. You and I are looking into the book of Mark. We've come now down to the, almost to the close of chapter one. This is the story of the leprosy person, poor, desolate, and desperate, uh, living on the ash heap of life, almost literally, and uh, completely separated from normal community life by the uh, social and medical laws of his day. Now he comes to the Lord Jesus, beseeching him, kneeling down unto him, and saying, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. This is the classic approach. You'll find it everywhere in the Bible, in different terms perhaps, but the same truth. Beseeching him, that's desire. Kneeling down, that's worship. Saying, if thou wilt, thou canst, that's faith. Desire, worship, and faith. See, the lordship of Christ comes before his, his saving you. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth Jesus as Lord, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saul of Tarsus said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? The willingness to submit to the Lordship of Christ, to the sovereignty of God, the will of God, the kingdom of God, must precede, it seems to me, any ability you and I have to, to believe him for pardon and, and salvation. Can two walk together except they be agreed? In other words, if you're still fighting God's will, how can you possibly yield uh, to his uh, his saving work while you are at war with him. You see the idea? So it's desire and worship and faith. Beseeching, kneeling, and saying, If thou wilt, thou canst. And Jesus, of course, was touched with this. It says, Moved with compassion. The Greek word splanknizomai, which means it hurt him in his in his midsection. It's, a, it's an old word based upon the fact that the ancients believed that the seat of the Emotions was in your midsection somewhere there in the viscera. And so it says he was moved with compassion, put forth his hand, touched him. This is something no one else dared to do. Jesus can touch you to transform you where others don't dare to do so or don't wish to do so. And said, I will be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, the leprosy departed and he was cleansed. Well, the Lord Jesus straightly, that means strictly, charged him, it means commanded him, and sent him away and said, See thou say nothing to any man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, and offer for thy cleansing those things which Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Now why did he say that? Well, because part of his plan was that the elders and rulers of Israel should know that there was someone here who was working with not against the commandments that God had given to Moses. 
He said, I am not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. His first, his first concern, it would seem, was God's chosen people of Israel. Now, they rejected him, of course, and crucified him. And today the gospel is offered to everyone, Jew or Gentile, bond or free, uh, all are receptive to the gospel on the same basis. But there he says, now, I want you to show these these representatives of Moses' law uh, how it works. Here's someone who has been cleansed by the power of God and can follow through with the ceremonial after work that Moses had commanded for anyone who was cleansed from leprosy. For a testimony unto them. Well, as he went out and began to publish it much and blaze abroad the matter so that Jesus could no more openly enter into the city but was outside of the city in desert places and they came to him from everywhere. Now, the question I'm going to ask in this moment is this. Is it possible to give a witness that is a mistaken witness and that doesn't accomplish what God wants? And the answer is yes, of course, it is possible. Here's a man who was told definitely to go to the priest and offer the sacrifices that were in the Mosaic law for a leper who had been cleansed. Instead, he went out and talked to everybody. Now, on the face of it, you say, well, is that wrong? Is it wrong to be so happy that you met Jesus and that he's changed your life that you just talked to everybody? No, of course it's not wrong. The point being, however, that God knows who he wants you to talk to. Have you ever prayed at the beginning of any given day that God would send you to the right people, put you in touch with the right people, people who were ready to hear some word about the Lord Jesus? I have to tell you, there have been busy days when I didn't pray that. That I have to admit. But I must also tell you that whenever I have prayed as I set foot from my own house or from the hotel room where I happened to be staying or wherever, when I set foot outside and, and was on my way, if I had prayed, Lord, put me in touch today with people who need you. You set up the day for me, and you bring me in touch with people who need you, and you give me the words to say to them. Whenever I have prayed that, God has answered by bringing across my pathway people whose hearts were hungry and who wanted to know how to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this never fails. God knows who he wants you to see. He knows the, the persons that, that need to meet you or me in any given day. Have you thought about that? You see, so many of us are in, in work where we're, we're talking with people all the time. I know someone who listens who is a sales manager, and your whole day is full of people going by you in a blur of faces and much travel and many appointments and all of that. And there are school teachers and professional people and, and even the homemakers in the audience. Although you don't do much public speaking as a, as a rule, you do meet different people during the day, don't you? Tradesmen and service people and, and neighbors and all of that. So no one of us is an island isolated from every other human being. All of us have contacts every day with other people. And so, because we belong to the Lord Jesus, we need to, to make the habit, make a habit, before you start the day, even before you greet the family in the early morning hours, 
and certainly before you go on out to business or school or work, whatever it is, just pray, say, Lord, send me to the right people today. Oh, how wonderfully he answers that prayer. I have to tell you, God does not fail. He does answer prayers like that. My dear friend Ben Weiss is now with the Lord. He slipped away into eternity a few months ago at a a very advanced age. I think he was in his 90s. It was my privilege to meet him early on in the years when I was president of Youth for Christ, and he was a high school principal in Los Angeles. And then when retirement time came, he retired and has devoted all of his time to the uh, Fellowship of Christian Teachers, an organization that he helped to found. But uh, uh, any time I could, I sought him out. Whenever I was in Los Angeles, I would, I would try to have breakfast or lunch with Ben Weiss. On one occasion, he told me, we were talking about this very matter, can God send you to people? And he told me this story. I've used it with you on the radio two, three years ago, maybe, but I want, want to share it with you again because it illustrates this point perfectly, and lots of you haven't really heard this. Ben Weiss was still working as a high school principal after his dear wife had passed away. He was a lonely man, for they had been a very close couple, and he sort of hated to go back to that big empty house there in Pasadena at night. And so he made it a habit to work through the late afternoon and then to go eat dinner somewhere uh, in some restaurant and then go on home. As was his custom when he uh, closed up his desk and was about to go out to dinner, he, he thought, now where shall I eat dinner? And he prayed, Lord, where do you want me to eat dinner tonight? And to his mind there came immediately the thought of a certain restaurant where the food was good, but the waiting line was inevitably going to be very long. And he sighed and said, oh, I don't want to stand in line. And so he began to cast about in his mind for some other place, but he found nothing that really he felt peace about. And so he came back again as he prayed to this one place where the food was good, but it was apt to be crowded and he might have to stand in line. He said, all right, Lord, if that's where you want me, I'll go. And he got in his car and drove to that particular restaurant, parked his car. Uh, surprisingly, there was a parking place at the curb right in front of the place. And he parked his car and went on in. And sure enough, there was a long line of people waiting. Just as he got inside the door, the hostess came and said, is there a gentleman here that would not mind sharing a table with another gentleman who's already seated and has begun his meal? And Ben thought, well, I, that's all right. And so he raised his hand and he said, yeah, that's I don't mind. And so he was immediately seated and brought to, to uh, this table where there was a man already seated and beginning his meal. They began to exchange small talk. And finally, the man said to Ben, he said, you know, I've been walking the streets all day today trying to get up enough courage to kill myself. He said, I'm so miserable, and he said, I've, I've just wished that I could know God, but I, I can't find any way to know him, and life is a mess, and so on and so on. Well, Ben knew then, didn't he? He knew then why God had sent him to that place and why God had seated him in that particular table. And so he gave to this dear man the way of salvation, showed him how to turn his poor, messed-up life and his despair and his discouragement Turn it all over to the Lord Jesus Christ. And after they'd finished the meal, they went on out. And Ben said, this man bowed his head and stood uh, beside the front fender of 
Ben's old Chrysler and gave his heart to Christ and was a new creature in Christ Jesus. God knows the places where he wants you to be. He knows the people to whom he wants you to speak. Known unto God are all his ways from the beginning of the world. And you can, if you will, turn your footsteps and your contacts and your whole day's schedule over to the Lord. And he can guide you to people who are ready to receive Christ as Savior. That's what it is, it's all about. Jesus wanted this man to go tell somebody special about him. The man disobeyed. He talked to other people, which wasn't a bad thing in itself, but it missed the mark. Let's you and I be sure that we're in the will of God, day by day, by yielding to the guidance of the indwelling Holy Spirit as he sends us to the folk who are ready for Christ. Good idea? Dear Father, today, guide us, we pray thee, so that we may be speaking to the people thou hast prepared for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Till I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.